Super Talk Mississippi media production. Taylor Swift is coming to New Orleans, and Margaritaville Resort Biloxi and Super Talk are giving away a free pair of tickets. For your chance to win, go register now at Margaritaville Resort Biloxi and get your name in for the final drawing from Margaritaville and Super Talk 103.1. Welcome into the Rebel Report. I'm Michael Borky. Always glad that you are with me after an insane news day on Friday. So uh, we got to talk about it because what the heck happened yesterday? Uh, Ole Miss gets a new defensive coordinator. Uh, Ole Miss has a high-profile quarterback visiting and a very prominent wide receiver from a rival has hit the portal with apparently a destination in mind. We got to talk about about it all right here on the podcast. Sorry I missed you yesterday. That's okay. We got a lot more to talk about today. Anyway, don't forget to subscribe to the podcast wherever you get them. If you're listening in browser, don't do that anymore. Pull up your phone, find your favorite podcast app, search Rebel Report, subscribe, leave rating, and a review. Also, follow me on Twitter, Facebook, and YouTube, all under the same name at Michael Borky, B O R K E Y. All right. So the Pete Golding news broke yesterday um uh, had a little fun on twitter about that on thursday but what i mean if nothing else so so i'm going to play a segment from a radio show yesterday because i don't know if i can just repeat ourselves better than what we did on the show uh in reaction to pete golding being hired but i i, I will say this because i'm not going to include this from the radio show yesterday but we did talk about this as well Regardless of what you think about Lane Kiffin or Pete Golding, now most Ole Miss fans can be pretty jacked up about the Pete Golding hire, and they should. Uh, you you should. You have upgraded that defensive coordinator. How much, we will see. But experience, recruiting prowess, working under Nick Saban for five years, uh, being his defensive coordinator and coaching top 10 defenses for five consecutive years, it is certainly an upgrade. But I think there's a, a an underlying thing here that – that needs to be praised, honestly, it just simply needs to be praised. And that is Keith Carter. And here's what I mean by that. So uh, I've lived, this is my 13th year living in Mississippi. So I haven't seen the full scope of how Ole Miss athletics has been run in my lifetime, but I've seen it for the last uh, decade plus, almost 13 years. And, and I've heard stories about how it's been run in the past. And criticize the Lane Kiffin contract if you want. When it was offered, Ole Miss was eight and one and ranked in the top ten. Um, and now they're possibly paying Chris Partridge's buyout. But even if they're not, for whatever reason, if it's about taking a new job or whatever, they're paying what a couple million dollars a year for a defensive coordinator. Ole Miss right now, for better or for worse, this season is acting like they think that they can win big. And that that doesn't get talked about enough. And I know people are kind of criticizing Keith Carter right now about retaining Kermit Davis, and I understand that, and, and the handling of the Auburn stuff, and, and, and I, I understand all that, but, but hear me out. Old Miss Athletics, for the first time that I am aware of in the modern era of sports, is investing like they think that they can win. And not everybody at that school in positions of leadership, both in the athletic department and at football coach, have actually believed that they can win. That they have been unwilling to take risks like Keith Carter is taking a risk on Lane Kiffin with a massive contract. Like spending $2 million on Pete Golding 
annually. They are investing more in football than they ever have before. And not just like money wise, because in, you know, things have changed in terms of expenses and all that. But I mean, relative to their peers, Ole Miss is more competitive financially with their peers than they have been ever. You have leadership at the university and the athletic department level that is doing whatever they can to elevate your athletic department. And this is another example of that. Just, yeah, go get Pete. I'll write the check. Just go, just go do it. Do, do what you have to do to win is like Keith Carter's thing when it comes to football at Ole Miss is just go, go win. I will, I will do, I will support you as much as I can. Just go win. And that doesn't get acknowledged enough. Ole Miss is acting like a big boy. Keith Carter and his investment in the program is extremely meaningful for the short term and the long term. So many people have asked the school to start acting bigger. And at times, it it feels like they don't. But when it comes to financial investment and commitment, they are all in, man. They are all in. And relative to their peers, they're acting like they think that they, that they can actually win. And a move like this is another example of that. But for now... But for now, we need to talk about Pete Golding. So Ole Miss has hired Pete Golding, Alabama's defensive coordinator. Um, Alabama fans are spoiled. His defensive rankings are extremely good in the top 10 in basically every category, basically every year he's been there. And Alabama fans are celebrating his departure. <laughs> spoiled rotten, those, uh, those people are. So here was... Um, I'm not going to play everything from the radio show on this, but here here's a good just synopsis of what we thought when the news broke yesterday on the radio show about Pete Golding being hired at Ole Miss. You'll hear me. You'll hear Richard first. Hey, that'll chime in there for a second. And um, here that is right now. And I, I don't know that the Ole Miss website has put the story up yet. <laughs> I don't know if we're having to do the officially, officially, official no, thing. I mean, Chris Lowe. Yeah. Look. Yeah. Pete Golding has been hired to be the DC at Ole Miss. And I think this is a big deal, right? I mean, Chris Partridge is a guy that was fairly highly thought of as kind of a young up and comer. He was co defensive coordinator um, two seasons ago. He was the defensive coordinator, and I guess technically still co this year because Maurice Crum had the co defensive coordinator title as well. But Pete Golding has been Nick Saban's defensive coordinator at Alabama. And even five though, years. Yeah, even though he has been the target of criticism from Alabama fans at times, this is the guy that Nick Saban kept on staff over and over, even when fans are like, Oh, you gotta make a change at defensive coordinator. He was it was Nick Saban's guy on that side of the ball. And you never really know what's completely going on behind the scenes. Had Nick Saban told Pete Golding, hey, it would be good for you to find uh, another job? Or did Ole Miss and Lane Kiffin just pull a coup and go and convince Pete Golding to come back to a state where he's familiar, played his college football at Delta State, was a graduate assistant at Delta State, an assistant coach at Delta State, moved on and, and had success as uh, a young defensive coordinator. He's been on Nick Saban's staff for a while now, and, and five years now as the defensive coordinator. It's a guy who's got a good reputation from as a recruiter, 
And, Borky, you said a second ago, five straight years with top ten defenses nationally. Yeah. Um, and generally is in the top ten in most statistical categories, whether you want to do S&P Plus or whatever. Um, you know, whatever you want to fit your narrative, I suppose. In the S&P Plus, uh, they've finished in the top ten all but one year, and that one year was 11. Um, this year, they're in the top ten in, like, points per possession, yards per play, all, all those kind of things. Uh, he's had, relative to the rest of college football, good defenses uh, for five years. And yeah, I've, I've been talking to people about this all day, and the thing that I find interesting is the Alabama hatred of him paired with the Ole Miss fans' excitement of him and where the truth is. So Alabama fans hate the guy, but again, in the S&P Plus, four of the five years they've been in the top ten, and the one year they weren't was 11. Those are objectively good defenses, and Nick Saban generally does not keep a guy on his staff as a coordinator for five years if he thinks that he is not only competent and capable, but really good at recruiting as well. So Alabama fans are a bit spoiled with, with him, and what he's done there. But, as a lot of people have pointed out, and they're right, he won't have Alabama players at Ole Miss in a Nick Saban-coached program at Ole Miss. But it's well, he's not got like, one coming in. Yeah, he does. Uh, but, but it's not like he's going from coaching Alabama players to Furman players and hoping he can get them to win in the SEC. Ole Miss is a step down from Alabama in talent for sure, but they've got some. And so, when you look at his experience, his his pedigree, how could you not think that this would be an upgrade over what you had? How big of an upgrade? We'll see. And he's not going to give you five consecutive years of top ten defenses. But can he give you top 30? Because if you can get top 30 defenses, you're going to win a lot of football games. Ole Miss hadn't had a top 50 defense since 2015. And they've won a lot of football games at periods of time since then. Yeah. So can you be consistently good defensively? I'm not saying that he's going to come to Ole Miss and be elite because nobody should expect that. But can he come in and be good and capable and competent and consistent? Because if that answer is yes, it's a no-brainer, absolute, no doubt, you make this decision 100 times out of 100 and see how high he can take you but I certainly think that he elevates the floor. You know, yeah, you want to talk about great opposite text from there. Jeff. Okay, we got a great text from Jeff. Somebody owes Borky a thousand dollars. Yeah, yeah, he yeah, does. But, but that, that guy yesterday said no. I wouldn't actually make that bet after Borky was ready to claim it. Lame, lame. So, so opposite ends of the spectrum on the ceasefire text line. Dale in the Delta says. Feels like Saban told Pete to look around. Ole Miss may have gotten worse on defensive coordinator. He struggled with the best talent in the nation. And then on the flip side, tell Richard to stop with the we don't know if Saban told him to go. Geez, nobody's been calling for him to go. Everybody's been calling for O'Brien to go. All I said to you was we don't know what happened behind the scenes. But by any objective measure, this is a good hire and a coup for Lane, Lane Kiffin. Pete Golding was not fired at Alabama. Ole Miss just hired Alabama's defensive coordinator. 
What happened behind the scenes? I don't know. Did he want to get out? Did he want to get closer to home? Did he want to get closer to his wife's home? Was he ready for a new start? Did he want more autonomy on that side of the ball? Had Nick Saban told him, if you don't go find another job, I'm going to fire you. I I don't know the answer to any of those questions. What I know, though, is what Michael Borky just said. That for five straight years, he's coached a top ten nationally defense, a top ten defense nationally. We get a message on on the text line that says, Pete Golding's defenses have ranked in conference going back to when he arrived at 2016 uh, at UTSA. Third, first, third, third, first, third, second. That's good. It's a guy that knows his way around a defensive staff room. Okay, so there's that. Pete Golding to Ole Miss. Big, I think it's a big deal. It, it's um, it, it's significant. And uh, Chris Lowe, I guess, reported that um, Pete Golding was not "Quote unquote," forced out from Alabama. That this was a choice that he made. Um, it, very interesting uh, decision on his part. I, I, I wonder personally. I wonder if he doesn't see Ole Miss as a place where, when Lane Kiffin leaves, he would be a strong candidate to replace him, considering his ties and coaching connections. And and if he can come to Ole Miss and do a good job and establish connections and recruit well, if Lane leaves, there he is. You know, I, I wonder if that's also part of his thinking that if Chris Lowe's reporting is true and that he actually was offered uh, a chance to stay at Alabama and chose to leave, I wonder if that's also not part of his thinking. I know he has family ties and stuff here and um, things like that. I don't know. I'm not going to speculate on the man's personal life, but I do wonder professionally if he sees this as an opportunity of building and establishing relationships. Lane's not going to be around forever. If I co- coach a couple of really good defenses, I'm right here. They hire me, and we keep on plugging. I don't know. That's just a, a thought that I had uh, out loud. The podcast is brought to you by Advantage Business Systems. ABSMS.com is the website. If you're in the market for office technology and you're located anywhere inside of the state of Mississippi, ABSMS.com is the website. Advantage Business Systems has you covered. So if you or your business needs anything from copiers and printers and mail machines, uh, phone systems, cloud storage, data security, technology in the office, Advantage Business Systems has you covered. ABSMS.com. It's not all just sunshine and rainbows when you change coordinators. Taishim Johnson has entered the transfer portal. He was um, very clearly tied to Chris Partridge. I, I wouldn't be surprised if there's another one uh, that also hits the portal as well. These guys, uh, Chris Partridge was is well-liked. Um a good recruiter, a relationships guy for sure, and and losing him is going to cost you a little bit in the short term. But but like I said in the clip that we played, this is a no-brainer decision. You make it, even if you lose Taishim Johnson to the portal, um, you make this decision regardless. And you would think that Pete Golding and his connections and his recruiting chops would be able to get you another Taishim Johnson in, in short order. The portal is going to be open. Uh, well, well, it closes for entries, but portal recruiting is going to go all the way through the summer. So there, there's plenty of time, with all due respect to the player, who was good at Ole Miss. Uh, you, you can find another one, though, um, and, and you don't not make a change at the risk of losing a couple of players on a pretty not good defense um, in order to get Pete Golding. So uh, he, he hit the portal. Uh, we'll see if, if there are more Ole Miss is hosting visitors this weekend. Um, one is is going to commit. I know that the offensive lineman from uh, from UAB is going to sign with Ole Miss, and that's uh, a big pickup. They need offensive line help, and they're going to get it from somebody that's played a ton 
of Division One football and and done it well. So we'll keep an eye on that. But two portal guys that are either considering or visiting Ole Miss. We'll start with the quarterback Walker Howard, uh, the superstar dancer that went to LSU, the guy that Brian Kelly was awkwardly grinding on in, in that video that went viral, a former top 50 at worst kid, uh, an elite-level quarterback with a ton of pedigree, has entered the transfer portal. Now, the question would be, why would you do that? Well, Jaden Daniels at LSU returned for another year, and apparently he was a step behind Nussmeier uh, at LSU there, also a high-profile prospect himself, and you can get buried really quickly if if that is the case. So hits the transfer portal, uber-talented. Scouts and coaches and people absolutely love his upside, and he visited Ole Miss, as I understand it, last night and will also be visiting TCU at some point this weekend. Uh, so TCU is interesting now because when he hit the portal, everybody was like, well, that's where he's going. And then Garrett Riley leaves for Clemson. And while TCU obviously is still in it because he's visiting, I wonder if that has cooled some of that. Uh, from the Ole Miss side of things, obviously Jackson Dart is there and exists, but uh, multiple people have have said or intimated or outright reported that uh, starting right away is not what he's looking for necessarily. It's good situation, good coaching, and the ability to take reins of the starting job in the near future. But it doesn't have to be this season I'm the starter or I'm not coming kind of thing that possibly he looks at a situation where Jackson Dart is at Ole Miss and if Dart plays well, he's off to the NFL. Boom, now it's your job for three years. Uh, that's that's apparently something that that is attractive to them. It's, it's not, I need to go play right away. It's, I've got four years of eligibility. I would like to go somewhere where I could be the, the guy for a lot of those years, but it doesn't necessarily have to be right away. Uh, which is interesting because Jackson Dart is going to make recruiting difficult somewhat uh, w- with quarterbacks at Ole Miss if you're looking for guys that have small amounts of eligibility left. Like Spencer Sanders, I've told you guys many times, doesn't make sense to me why he would go to Ole Miss with his one year left. And and I think, and you could disagree with me, but I think Jackson Dart is more talented than Spencer Sanders. So coming in for one year to to possibly, if not probably, lose that job doesn't make sense. But a guy with four years of eligibility left with his ability, staying in the SEC West, being coached by Lane Kiffin, and a very real scenario. I've had people push back on me on this. I think you don't quite understand what kind of a jump can be made from year one to year two under Lane Kiffin, as if we haven't seen that happen in the very recent past, and him move on to the NFL. And and Howard sees that where – One, he's a turned ankle away from being the starter anyway. That's just kind of how football works. He would play a lot, you would assume, because he wouldn't be redshirting, so you don't have have to preserve him. Ole Miss has four non-conference games. I know Tulane is better, but they're losing a lot of guys that he could play a lot in, play Vanderbilt. Um, I mean, any chance that, that he can play, he will. So he'll get some PT, even if Dart doesn't get hurt. And if Dart has a good year, he's off to the NFL and now you've got three years. So Ole Miss does make sense for him. Apparently, Florida's been trying, but if NIL is at all any amount of a factor, Florida would scare me, considering what you've seen and and read about their collective and how they conduct their business. Um, uh, You hope Ole Miss locks this up. If he visited, if if he, in fact, met with Lane Kiffin last night and 
and and they got to do the the portal visit thing. Um, do what you have to do to lock him down because he is an uber talented kid with four years of eligibility remaining. It's just like signing him out of high school, basically. I mean, that's really what it what's what it's going to feel like. And and guys like him don't grow on trees. And, and so uh, you would hope that they could lock that down because that would be a big time, big time pickup. And um, really make you feel really good about your quarterback room, even though it would just be two scholarship guys still. I mean, that one-two punches uh, would be special. It, it would. So we'll see if they can pull it off. The last one, the most interesting one, is Tulu Griffin at Mississippi State hit the portal last night. Uh, Latidric is his actual name, but Tulu Griffin. He's from Philadelphia. He's... Um, He's played in three years at Mississippi State, so he should have um, two years of eligibility left because 2020 was one of his years that he used. He played nine games in 2020, but that's a COVID year, so he should have two years of eligibility remaining. Um, He would have been their best returning wide receiver. He is certainly their most electric player. He has hit the portal. Most people believe that his destination will be Ole Miss, that he hit the portal with his intention of going to Ole Miss. Now, his numbers, when you look at them, uh, don't scream superstar. 35 catches, 450 yards, four touchdowns. The The, the way Mike Leach ran his offense was they didn't, like, have a concerted effort to get a specific player of the football. It was just, like, they didn't even move positions around. It, it was a fascinating uh, idea. A wide receiver would learn one position, and that's it. I mean. Left outside receiver, that's all they played. Slot on one side, that's all they played. Like, didn't move receivers around, didn't do stuff like that, didn't, like, say, I need to get to the ball, here's how we're going to do it. It was, this is the system, these are the guys, throw it where it needs to be thrown regardless of who the player is. Um, so it, it, they, they didn't, like, focus on one player to get him the ball. His, his numbers don't, like, scream at you, but he's an electric and, and explosive player. And uh, look no further than his return numbers. His his return numbers are really what makes him super attractive. Uh, so he, he averaged 33 yards over the last two years. And he can loop 2020 in there, but he, he only had seven returns in, um, in, in 2020. But averaged 37 yards per kick return in 2020, 33 in 2021, and 32.3 in 2022. He is an electric kick returner. Like, can I mean, he's only had two. Ret- I say only had two returns for touchdowns in his career. But every time he touches the ball, he can flip the field. And you and you guys saw it. Uh, if you've watched any Mississippi State at all, you know that if he gets the ball in the return game, he can flip the field. Uh, just electric. Got great vision. Got great speed. Change of direction is phenomenal. That if the, if the reporting is true and he hit the portal with the intention of going to Ole Miss, that would be a massive, massive pickup. Because what what has Ole Miss been in the return game lately? I mean, basically useless, very very poor, honestly, in the return game up to this point. So you would get an electric returner, and and you know that that Lane Kiffin is able to move guys around and get them the football and force them the football. Um, I'm not saying he's Elijah Moore because Elijah Moore was special in college, but he's got a similar skill set. Small guy, um, elite speed, change of direction, all that. Uh, he's got it all. 
and, and you would think that Lane Kiffin, of all people, could figure out how to get him the football. So keep an eye on that because that would be huge for uh, for Ole Miss. Rivalry stuff aside, I mean, whatever. People are going to do the rivalry thing and, and whatever. That doesn't appeal to me at all. But that would be a massive pickup, regardless of where he's coming from, because uh, he's a hell of a player for sure. So we will see if that comes to fruition. In the meantime, you guys have a great weekend. We'll see if we can talk about some portal commitments and staff changes when I talk to you guys again on Monday. See you then. A Super Talk Mississippi media production.